when you get your results and you share it with your team, you have to exercise as a practitioner some vulnerability and some transparency because it is what gives those that are listening to you the permission to open up themselves. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Do you want to inspire friends, family, and people you may not even know for the greater good? What impact are you making on your community? How do you rise? when you fail? How do you deal with change in an uncertain environment? What are you doing to fill your time when there's no demands on your time? And do you know your personal why? Well, these questions and more will be discussed by my guest, Ruben Miner. Ruben is the president of Ram Enterprises, an organization that focuses on speaking, training, and coaching individuals and groups regarding leadership, team dynamics, relationship building, fundamental business properties, discovering your personal why, and business and personal branding. Ruben has been an inspirational leader for over 25 years through his career, both at Chase Bank and Nationwide Insurance. While at Chase Bank, Ruben was intimately engaged in the community, working with and encouraging small business leaders on how to increase their profitability and their presence in the community through leadership and training. While at Nationwide Insurance, he worked as the Director of Relationship Management over the university sector, including historical black colleges and universities, diverse Greek fraternities, law enforcement associations, and the United States Conference of Mayors. Ruben addressed those groups and their members by speaking at the conferences, events, and graduation ceremonies. Ruben, also served 15 years in the U.S. Navy as a Supply Corp. officer. He is a John Maxwell Certified Professional Speaker, Trainer, and Coach. He is active in the community, serving as Committee Chair for the Boy Scout Troop 197 and an active member and worship leader at Vineyard Columbus. He is married and has three children. Now, you can learn more about Ruben by going to his website, www.rubenminer, that's R-U-B-E-N-M-I-N-O-R, Com, and check out his podcast, Ram Podcast Series, on Apple Podcasts. Before we get to the interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. 
This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC, also known as The Accidental Accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on-site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders, a story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in-person and on-site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the interview with my friend, Ruben Miner. Hey, welcome back, everybody. My guest today is... A longtime friend, I, 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 Ruben, I don't even, I still can't remember the year. I think it was 2013 when we yes. met. And we met at an NSA Influence National Conference. And I was, we were in an improv uh, breakout session. And uh, you were sitting behind me. And as people were leaving, I heard you say, I'm from Columbus, Ohio. And I immediately turned around. We've had we had a conversation, and for many years we've made sure to at least try to connect with each other once or twice. And recently, we've seen a lot more of each other. Yeah. And my guest today is my good friend Ruben Miner. And now you're going to watch two podcasters try to be the interviewer or the interviewee because we'll probably <laughs> wrestle this for a while and go back and forth. This might be like, you know, a, a, an old heavyweight kind of fight with Ali and Frazier. No, I want to interview you. No, you interview me. And, and, but that's going to that's gonna be, that's gonna be the fun of this podcast. So first, Ruben, thank you very much for taking time to be on my podcast. Absolutely, Peter. My absolute pleasure. And I tell you, it's a beautiful thing when you can connect with someone such as yourself, and you know when a relationship has substance uh, because you never lose a connection. And even if you don't see each other every day, every month, every year even, when you do connect again, it's like you never missed a beat. And, uh, and that's what I believe are the foundation to some really true and honest relationships. Exactly. And there was a time, though, I don't think we really spoke for about a year and a half. And we yeah. got back together and it was like, you know, we've known each other forever. So that's, and I'm blessed to have met you. And then there's a little thing about Ruben that, that a lot of people don't know. And for those of you who are listening to this, go watch the video when I put it out on YouTube because he's got this curiosity look at his eye right now. <laughs> and and <laughs> I, I do know that you are a veteran and thank you for your service. And if I thank remember you. correctly, you were in the Navy. That is correct. Now, the thing that a lot of people don't know, he's got a great voice, don't you think? I think so, the audience. But he also sings the national anthem. And he, I, I know you've sung in a, in, in a number of locations, but you did show me a video of you singing the national anthem 
mm-hmm. at Great American Park, the Cincinnati Reds yes. home stadium. Yes, yes. That was an amazing, amazing experience. So I don't know, maybe the audience can, you know, we can uh, convince him or hamper him or haunt him or something <laughs> that maybe at the end of this podcast, he'll give us a little rendition of the Star Spangled Banner. All right, Peter, I think I can do that. Okay. We'll say that. We'll, we'll say that for the big close. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. You're so funny. <laughs> so, uh, what are you up to these days? And just so everybody knows, we'll record this on April 7th. You'll be listening to this, I believe, the month, it'll be a couple months later this this year. So clearly we're in the middle of the COVID-19 here in Ohio, stay at home. What, what did you call it, call it when we were talking about earlier? Oh, yeah. We've all been sent to our rooms <laughs> for bad behavior. <laughs> we have been. We have been sent to our rooms for bad behavior. And hopefully we will do the right thing and stay in our rooms. And yes. It's safe to go outside. Absolutely. So what are you doing these days? What are you doing to keep yourself busy? Well, you know, I never thought that uh, when I grew up that I would be a teacher because right now that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm helping my kids get through their daily schoolwork. And Mm -hmm. I find myself having to be very diligent and staying on top of them that get so easily distracted being at home, but making them, um, holding them accountable to their schoolwork along with their teachers. So it's really a great partnership. Uh, So that consumes a whole lot of my day these days. Uh, but when I'm not, I have an opportunity to pour into uh, my own business, which is Ram Consulting Group and my Ram podcast series that I recently launched. And so having conversations with professionals and friends uh, that just carry a wealth of experience in so many different communities, it has been really a pleasure getting all of this together and connecting with other like-minded speakers and professionals uh, who really love to give information that inspires. That is my mantra, man. How how can I inspire someone else? So that's what my days consume. I'm reading a lot. I'm talking to different people and, you know, building relationships to build business and teaching my kids. It's, it's interesting. Ruben, uh, back in the fall, was downsized from an organization that he was with. And would you say, I've, I've haunted you about this, about you need to be in front of an audience speaking. You have a message, my friend. You need to let it out and let the world hear you. Yes, yes, yes. You have been one of many that said, Ruben, you know, it's time for your voice to be heard because you have something to say. And we all have something to say. We all have a story to tell. And so this is the time. You know, oftentimes you think things happen in life for one reason. But really, it's an, it's an opportunity beyond the fear. I think sometimes, I think Will Smith said it best, that God created the greatest miracles, the greatest successes, the greatest experience to be behind the wall of fear. And once you climb over that wall or go through that wall or under the wall or around the wall, or however you do it, get on the other side of that wall and you'll find true fulfillment. You'll find happiness. You'll find your purpose. You become more aware. And I think you're going to figure out, oh, this is the reason why I was born. And I think it's a travesty if you live your life and you don't know that. And you learned the reason why your gift early on. Yes. I remember correctly your story. Can you share that? How did, what was that? What was the aha moment there? What, you know, I need, I have something to say and I need to let the world hear me. 
you know, the funny thing, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, generally, when you are doing what you're born to do and what you love doing, you before the aha moment comes, you will look back on your life and notice that you were already doing some of those things, but you had not connected those breadcrumbs together to paint that picture like, ah, this is why I was born. So I've always been one that inspires. I always, I'm the one that lights up the room. You know, when I come in, I, you know, I have a positive attitude. I love people, uh, non-judgmental, so I'm a safe place to land when people speak to me. So that's always been a very big part of who I am. But the pain behind all of that was the abandonment of my father. And when I was at his deathbed, given the opportunity, which I'm so grateful to, to, to uh, release him, not holding any unforgiveness in my heart and loving him for who he was at that moment, I realized that that was a very liberating moment for me as an individual, which obviously helps me to be a better father to my own kids. And I then I realized one day, several years after he passed, that how much, how important legacy is, Peter. And it's not so much of, you know, what can I do to show myself to be someone of this great stature or status or how much money I have or who I know. It's not even about that, man. It's about how many people can I change? Can I inspire? How many people can I, can I lend a hand to that will have a different life? That's what legacy is all about. What impact and imprint are you making on your community around you? Just where you live, first start at your own house, then go into your neighborhood and then wherever, where you work, where you go to church, where you serve, it doesn't matter. And I had an epiphany that I didn't want my life to be like my father's was. I wanted to leave my children with something of substance. I'm not talking about perfection either because I am far <laughs> from a perfect individual. You know, the only one perfect that I know is Peter Margarita, and we all want to be like him. <laughs> oh, God, there's another 20 I got to send you. <laughs> uh, but, but, but outside of that, just taking the life's journey, man, and what it is, the mistakes, the pitfalls, the successes, and helping my kids and those around me understand that being really human is what it's all about. But how do you rise when you fall? How do you rise when a pitfall comes? Whether inflicted or self-inflicted will tell the story of who you really are. And I want to make sure that at the end of my life, when I close my eyes for the last time, that they'll say that this man loved his family, he loved his children, and he loved people, and he gave the shirt off his back, his wisdom, his knowledge, and his substance to the world. That's what I want people to remember me by. And they will, my friend, they will, because you're doing all that and more. So you had the epiphany, and, and, but, but you were still doing the grind, the corporate grind there for, for a number, a good number of years, and, and yeah. you did a great job. I, I met your boss, by the way, she thought you were doing a really good job. Yes. She said, I'm doing okay. I, I, she's, she's supposed to come on my podcast soon so we can talk about it. Cool. Manage how to manage Ruben Miners. What's going to be the title of our episode? <laughs> She's got a mouthful, I am sure. <laughs> and, and now you now you now you have that ability to do it full time. Even though right now, the well, let me not say that. But right now, your message resonates even more so than mm -hmm. ever before. Mm -hmm. How are we going to rise up? And, because we've been knocked down. We have. We've been knocked down hard. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I read a lot of stuff and, and, and a lot of people say, you know, you know, we probably would never get back to the pre coronavirus days and, and, and that life that we used to have. And, but we haven't had time to grieve, but we're also been thrust into an environment where, oh, oh I, my, my wife is upstairs working. Uh, 
and my son's 19 and, you know, oh, I got a house full of kids. I watched, I watched Sunday morning and Jim Gaffigan talks about living in his New York City apartment with his wife and his five children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> five children. Five children. That, that's, that's material. And, and he's yes. using the rule. But we've been thrust into this, to this world that we're trying to navigate and adapt to. And, and at some point, we will come out of this. Right. But we, and we were talking about this this past week and the virtual improv class, we have to stay present. We have to stay in the moment. Yes. We cannot get too far ahead of ourselves because when we do that, we that's where the spiraling can begin. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely so. I agree with you. I, I had a conversation uh, with a friend the other day about this very thing, about how do we take where we are today, how do we relish this moment, and when this moment is over, because we will be able to go outside again. I don't believe that we're going to be confined to our rooms forever. <laughs> but when we are able to come out and play again, will you be the same person or will you be changed for the better? And I think that's a question only each individual can answer for themselves. Because if I, I believe if you leave this experience wanting things to be the way it was, you're going to be sorely disappointed. I'm not saying it won't be you know, a familiarity with going out and, and being social and going out to a restaurant, to a show, or to a friend's house. Of course, that's going to be the same. But our mindset. What we think and how we think about life, how we think about our jobs, how do we think about those things that we held to such esteem, right? Our status, our jobs, our 401ks, all those things are the comforts that we work hard for. And that's noble. That's what we're supposed to do. But it's all being shaken. And so now what is it? What is the substance? What is that thing that you hold on to? For some people, all those things are being challenged because it's being minimized and you being, it's being um, almost in some cases eliminated. So now what? Yeah. And I think, I think it believes it, it starts in your mind. Yes, it does start in your mind. And I love, I'm glad I changed this podcast title uh, a few years ago to change your mindset because that's what we have, what we really have to do. But the, 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 the kink in all of this is when we went through the Great Recession, we kind of knew that when we, it, somewhat of a period of time we would come out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know anything about the other side of this. No. This is, this is you know, they overused word, but it's completely unprecedented. We have no data. We have no facts. We have no figures. We're taking this day by day. Right. And we're dealing with, with, with an invisible enemy that we have no immunity to. Mm-hmm. And then we have to wait until vaccines are developed, administered to the masses. And even when we do get back to that point that we can go to a, 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 a be a, a attendee at a sporting event, yeah, will we be looking around going, "Could you just be like five more feet away from me or something?" <gasps> absolutely, like that? absolutely. I see that. I absolutely see that because that's the part that's not going to be the same. There's going to be a level of discomfort that we'll have being around one another again. And, and maybe in some cases, that's what it should be. It should be a level of discomfort, especially initially, so we can be mindful of social distancing and when we need to turn it on and when we need to turn it off. I think that's warranted. I, I, I think it is too. And I think it's going to take a lot of, uh, we have to regain trust. Yes. Trust in the system, trust in our fellow neighbor, trust and and everything again because you know right now so now they're in ohio they're not requiring they're suggesting that when you leave the house you wear a mask yes 
Uh, could you imagine walking into a bank four years ago with a mask on? Yeah, you'd be left at. <laughs> and maybe asked to leave. As the, exactly. <laughs> but now, so, so what if you go to the grocery store and somebody comes in and you're wearing a mask and they're not? What, what mindset are you going to have? Exercise caution. I would probably keep a healthy, non-offensive distance mm-hmm. uh, just, just to be safe. You know, because, and let me tell you why I say that, Peter. I don't know if you know anyone that, that, that's close to you or by maybe one or two degrees of separation uh, that has experienced COVID-19 or even died from it. But this is hitting my family. This is hitting my family hard. I have a cousin, uh, several cousins and relatives that have tested positive and have come and recovered. I have an uncle who is not looking good at all. I'm sorry. And so it hits home, definitely. And lastly, a very, very dear friend of mine in Indianapolis, they found her son a week and a half ago, and the dad died this morning. Both from COVID-19. So I'm not talking about something that I'm removed from. I'm talking about something that's hit my heart, that's hit my home, that hit my family as well. So I think it it just makes sense to exercise caution when the release comes. So this is going to be part of your story. When we come out of this, this will be part of, of your quilt, your story that you have been weaving for so many years. Yes. And it's going to, and and taking your message, and adding this experience over this journey to it, it's I, I it will re, it will resonate with everybody. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, one thing I think it does, and not just for me, I think you probably would agree with this as well. Because social distancing, there is a requirement for everybody. Everybody must cooperate and participate. No question. Right. Now, we right. have some non-compliant people out there, but overall, by and large, it is the greatest team effort ever. If we don't know how to work like a team, we're learning it now. <laughs> you can't live your home. I sure hope that people like the people that they're living with because that would be a very big problem. <laughs> and and, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's the truth. Good thing my family, my, my wife and I get along, but, you know, but we have a 19-year-old son and that's always questionable at times. <laughs> <laughs> Kids are questionable sometimes because they're in their own world, you know, but, but it, good, it is, man. I think it forces every family, every, every, everybody in the house to come together as a team and to, to make it work for all of us and even in your own neighborhood and community. We got to do this together. It, there is nobody on an island. And if you are, you won't be very long because you'll be dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's been, it's been like, I'm not going to say a game changer, but it's been a huge reset button. Mm-hmm. And, and I think early on, um, and I was having a hard time adjusting, adjusting to it. And, and, you know, in full transparency, I, I do have an issue every morning when I wake up, my first thought of, do I really want to get out of bed today? Uh, I mean, seriously, there's, there's, I, yeah, I don't, and I go, all right, get your out of bed, uh-huh. get up and get out and, and hopefully you'll start warming up sooner. Get on the elliptical, go do something. You're not going to lay here in bed and pull the covers over your head. Right, 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 right. And that's and become you, a daily struggle for me. It's a daily able, struggle. Yeah. It is. And here's another one. So I'm going to ask you. So <laughs> Uh-oh. there's a trap when you are in situations like this, that you can get so off task 
with your Netflix, Prime Video, all these streaming shows. You can suck into binge watching. And if you're not careful, you can be right at home with all the time in the world and become just as unproductive as you were (laughs) before we were confined to our own homes. And I have to be careful because I love entertaining. It's it's numbing. It's easy. I don't have to think a lot. And it kind of drives the bus for me. And then some days I have to say, you know what? There will be no bus driving today. We're going to be productive. I'm, I'm, I, I guess I'm busting this way. I, the only show I ever quote unquote binge watched was uh, the, what, what, uh, uh, Kevin Spacey. He was the president. Uh, House oh, of Cards. House of Cards, yes. I, I, other than that, I haven't other than the cooking channel, I haven't really found anything that I really like uh, or the Food Network that I binge watch. I'll watch an episode or my wife and I will watch like, you know, with Baby Boomers, we'll watch regular TV. And, yeah. and, and that, that's pretty much it. But I could see myself if, if I had built up that stamina to binge watch. Oh, my gosh. I'd be eating, you know, Cheetos popcorn on the couch and that, that there's my day. It's the biggest time sucker of life. There's some good shows out there from an educational perspective and certainly just pure entertainment. And it's some good stuff that suck you all the way in. Like, wait a minute, I can't do this again today. (laughs) So for me, your struggle is sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. My struggle is I'm not going to watch this show today. So what is that show? What's your number one show? Oh my gosh, you would ask me that question. Peter, okay, uh, Jack Ryan on Prime Video. My wife likes Jack. Jack. Love Jack Ryan. Uh, I've watched uh, All American at some Facebook. It's also on the CW. Uh, I like Shooter okay. on Netflix. The Crown. Oh, my gosh. The Crown is good. If you're not <laughs> one for the melodrama, but I love the English culture. I love the history of, of uh, England. And so it is fascinating. Uh, and other documentaries I show my kids, too, about, uh, you know, babies and a study they've done to understand babies and their behavior. I mean, it's fascinating. So things like that can really take up a lot of your time. While good, some educational, you just got to bring balance. As you're saying, there's one show that I could, I couldn't, because I think there's only one episode, but I can watch it multiple times. And I remember the title of it, basically it's The Life and Time of Richard Pryor. Oh, I saw that one. That was really good. Richard uh, Richard was one of my top comedians when I was growing up. I, I used to do Mudbone. I used to do, I, I loved his characters. And I know he had this backstory to him. Yeah. Yeah. Rough backstory. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> real rough backstory. Uh, but it, to the point, it was a story. We all have backstories. Yes. We all have what got us to where we are now. Yes. And, and you know what? There's the highs and the lows. Um. You said your father abandoned, abandoned you. My, my dad did. I was adopted, so they bought me. Um, mm-hmm. They lost the receipt. They couldn't take me back, but that's, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I, You're a keeper. Yeah, well, my mom still looks for it every now and then. But mine is, my father, and it, he did not accept mistakes. Mm. And growing up being punished for making mistakes really had a big piece. And I don't, I, I, you know what I, I tell my son, you know, when he does something wrong, I don't get mad like my dad did. Mm-hmm. What did you learn from? This? What are you going to do better about it? Because yeah. part of our backstory is the mistakes that we make. Yeah, and accepting those mistakes as mistakes and failures. But th- that's what make 
makes us better in the long run. It hurts in the short run. Oh, yeah. You know, I I, I want to share uh, just a brief story. Uh, when I first, my last role at Nationwide, I was the director of relationship management with the Conference of Mayors and our Retirement Plans Division. And so I was required to uh, pass uh, three securities exam tests. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I am not the greatest test taker. Now, I can teach the topic. I can teach the content, but don't ask me to take the test. So anyway, I'm studying for hours. Number one, I'm one who has a touch of ADD. So for me to sit at a desk for eight to 10 hours to read and study, that alone we need to call Guinness, okay? But, <laughs> but I realized that I needed to do this to, pay, uh, to, take, you know, to, to be successful in this role. And my kids were watching me study and dedicate all this time. And when I took the first exam, the Series 6, I failed it. Mm. And I was devastated, but I knew 50% of people who take the Series 6 the first time nationally failed the exam. Okay, good. I'm with the crowd. We're going to work hard. We're going to study. We're going to do it again. And Peter, I took the exam again, and I failed. Oh, wow. My kids were watching. It's like, Daddy, did you pass? Like, no. Well, what does that mean? That means Daddy's going to have to take it again. And I finally passed. The next exam came. Did the same thing both times on the third try because you only get three. Mm. I passed. Now, here's a question. What if if I would have quit? What if I would have took a different job? What if I would have given in and said, you know what? This is not for me and I'm going to move on to something else. What lesson would I have taught my children? Right. So it wasn't just about me, man. It wasn't just about me. It's about a lesson I was teaching my children. You do not give up. You fail, you get up, and you do it again. You fail, you fall, you get up, you do it again. You fail a test, get up and do it again. And t- as many times as you need to and have to, because quitting is not an option. Right. Right, absolutely. That, that's a great story. Uh, I, I, I hadn't shared that with me in the past. And, but that, 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 it is about what we're teaching our kids. Mm-hmm. And my wife, my son and my wife had a conversation the other day. and. He said something like, why does dad get up at five o'clock every morning mm. and, and go and does what he does? And he's downstairs in the basement. He's always on a Zoom call. He's doing this and doing that. And, 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 and he's not going anywhere. He's still in the house. He hasn't left the house. for Yeah. Me. yeah, yeah. And she's, my wife said, Stephen, just because this happens, we still have a routine. Mm-hmm. We still have a routine that we need to do. We still need to get up. We still need to go to work. We still need to do these things that we do. Yes. And, and, and she said, since day one, that's what I've done. Because if he saw me laying around, his inclination would be not to get up and do anything. Now, mm-hmm. it's taken a few weeks for it to settle in and kick in. Mm-hmm. But it has kicked in. And he's now creating some type of a routine with, 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 uh, with studying. And, and he's found an interest. And, and he, he's just, he, and I see him building this little routine. But they follow, people follow what we do. Our kids look at us yeah. and they mirror what we do. Yes, and they especially do. Especially if they're little mini-me's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't think that age and being young, that they don't see it, feel it, and internalize it because they do. Because let me tell you, man, I was absolutely crushed. How do I hold my head up being crushed in front of my kids? And you know what? I let them see that. Yeah. I let them see me feeling pain. Because the greatest, I, I think, 
the biggest mistake I could make as a father is not being transparent with them about pain. And life will bring you a lot of it, but how do you handle it? And I think it was important for them to see the tears, see the disappointment on my face, but also see the triumph when I get up and I pass. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, need, they need to witness all of that. Yeah. And, and, you know, you as a leader are being very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I bet you led the same way in your job at Nationwide and the other jobs mm-hmm. that you had of being vulnerable, approachable, and not knowing all the answers. Yes. Yes. And that's one of the reasons why I, I was so successful. I mean, Natalie can tell you when you speak to her about my vulnerability, because I, I think that's one of the reasons why her and I were good partners uh, is because we share some of the same passions. Being transparent enough, and it doesn't mean that you just put all your business on the street and for everybody to see that's there's always an intent behind it yeah you know and 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 i love to be intentional about it one of the things i learned from person analysis which i'm a practitioner it's an online personality assessment is that when you get your results and you share it with your team you have to exercise as a practitioner some vulnerability and some transparency because it is what gives those that are listening to you the permission to open up themselves because oftentimes it's not easy for people to open up and be transparent and to be vulnerable, but it's something that can be taught and encouraged. And that's something that I believe I carry with me that makes me successful is because I'm not afraid for people to see my flaws intentionally Mm -hmm. and not afraid for them to see also my strengths because I believe that's what makes a person special and unique is when you have all those upfront, up close and personal. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I think that's, I, I interviewed Christopher Jones, who's the authentic leader, and, and this was part of the conversation is being authentic of who you are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm the, I, I, let's, I, I keep telling about Mediterranean. I've never done a Me 53 or whatever, but I was raised in a Mediterranean family, mm-hmm. a Greek American family. And there's a lot of passion and, when, and, and there's a lot of emotion. Mm-hmm. And at times I don't mind, I, I will share my emotion. I, I will, I, I've, you know, uh, in certain circumstances, people have actually seen me cry in public. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it, it, that's just who I am. And it's like, oh, well, he's real. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not, he, he's just real. And, and, and this, he's sharing it with us, which don't share with everybody, but you share with the people you trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, newsflash, everybody. Peter is not a robot. <laughs> He's a real guy with real emotions, and I love that. I tell you what, I am a robot. <laughs> <laughs> you don't you hate that when you're online and people say, you don't have to check this box, I'm not a robot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the robots are going to have it figured out sooner or later. They're gonna Absolutely. Check the, they're going to check the box. What else would you like to share today? We've got, we've got about 10 minutes. Okay, cool. 10 minutes. One of the things I would love to share, Peter, is uh, one thing that uh, I think that it's part of my journey that really uh, transitioned me to who I am today. Because of the abandonment of my father, because of all of that stuff of the past, it caused me to be very inferior to others. Uh, I felt uh, very incompetent. I did not have strong confidence in myself, uh, not a lot of personal worth and value. But man, something happened 
when I turned 35. I don't know what it was, but something happened when I turned 35 that I no longer cared about what people thought. I was one that always needed affirmation, always needed someone to say, you know what, good job. I don't need that anymore. If I get that, that's great. That's, and I appreciate it. But when you become comfortable in your own skin, when you become very comfortable in who you are and what you have to offer and your gift, your talents and your abilities and the value that it brings, you become unstoppable. It doesn't matter what people say about you. And I'm speaking that because I know a lot of adults and professionals. We're not talking about riffraffs on the street. We're talking about people who have multiple degrees that have very healthy bank accounts. Well, I don't know about now with the virus going on the pandemic, but these are people who accomplished, right? And they have the worst inferiority uh, security issues because they're not comfortable in their own skin. And that's actually a dangerous place to be because when you are insecure, you go to fight flight mode in a minute. And that's not always good in every session, especially in business. People think we're two different people. When we come to work, I show up this one person. When I go home, I'm another person. While you may bring those two emotional masks and wear them every day in each respective place, the truth of the matter is you are the same person. And your innate competencies mm-hmm. and characteristic traits, they show up at home. And they show up at work, even though you're trying to hide it with the mask. And so when you are insecure, Peter, have you worked for an insecure boss before? Absolutely. And that's not a very comfortable place, is it? Didn't work for them that very long. Oh my gosh, they capture the narrative and they run with it. And it's a dangerous place to work with someone who is insecure. But when you are secure, it does help you navigate through that where you're not crippled. It might sting, it might hurt, but it doesn't cripple you. And so I guess I said all that to say, I encourage anybody that hears this, if you're one of those individuals and you are not comfortable in your abilities and your own skills and in your skin, I implore you to find a way to get to that place because not only will you find inner emotional mental satisfaction, you're not going to be moved by what other people say or think about you. And people who are exceptionally talented and smart and intelligent and witty and innovative, they can come across intimidating to people who are not. And oftentimes you have people who are not that talented that you report up to. That's a problem. But let that problem be for that individual and not for you because you're comfortable in who you are and your abilities. Easy said, but I'm telling you, if you can hone in on that, you will set your mind free and probably lower your blood pressure. (laughs) So two things went through my mind as, as you're doing it. Um, and I think the audience picked up on this. I think you, this is very passionate for you because you were coming across extremely passionate, which is great. I, I love it when the audience can go, man, he's, you know, they may not see, they, they, might, they might not watch the video, but they can hear it in your voice. And mm-hmm. I love it when people do that. You can hear it in the voice. And the other one, it, it, it took me back to a point in time because growing up, we, we, I would always hear this from my parents. Well, what would they think? Ah. Oh, what would yeah. they think? And what would they think? And, and I don't know how old I was. I, I wasn't 35. I was older than that. And I finally said, I don't care what people think. And my mother said something to me when I said, Mom, I don't care what they think. There you go, buddy. You know what? They've got their, if, if they're worried about our business, they got way too much time on their hands. They need to keep their nose or in the Greek, the meaty in their <laughs> house. And not worry about other people, but I, I, what I find is unsecure people worry about other people because yes. they, want to feel, and they want to seem superior mm-hmm. when in fact they're not. And they're easy to criticize, quick to criticize, easy to try to tear somebody down. Yeah. 
they're better than, and that's a complete sign of insecurity. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely so. Wow. Man, that was great. So as we wrap up, I think we get a, a portion, especially in this day and age, can, can we get a portion, if not all, uh, of you singing? Because I've only, I've only heard your voice on that video. I've never really heard it live. Gotcha. All right, we can do that. Um, I'll start off maybe midway and go to the end because that has the punch, right? Okay. Oh, Peter. And the rock is regular, the bombs bursting in air. Prove through the night that our flag was still there. Oh, say does that star's pangled and yet wave oh, the land of the free and the home of the brave the brave and i got goosebumps oh my god that was awesome buddy thank you so very much Oh, my pleasure, man. And, and your family's probably upstairs going, oh, no, dad's finally lost it. He thinks he's at a baseball game. And he's, <laughs> he's, hey, Peter, he's reliving the glory days, right? <laughs> he's reliving. Oh, God, somebody go get dad out of the basement quick. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's funny. Well, Ruben, I greatly appreciate you taking time. Uh, you know I'm one of your biggest fans, and I look forward to the day that we can meet face-to-face have lunch but in the meantime we'll stay in contact uh, and, and do me a favor stick with me on a friday afternoon from three to four with this group Got and I, i've created a virtual improv workshop that i got about six or seven people in and ruben is one of them and he's doing a great job he's taking a lot from it that he doesn't realize he's taking getting from this and watching him in this workshop has just been it's been so much fun Watch his growth and 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 picking up these different nuances of improv, how we can use it in our daily lives. So, look forward to seeing you soon, buddy. Thank you, Peter. Have a great day, man. I appreciate your time. I want to thank Ruben for his time and singing part of the national anthem. Now, that was extremely impressive, wasn't it? How will you change your mindset where you can be unstoppable and inspire others to take action? Today, silence is not an option. Use your voice to enact positive change in today's society. Thank you for listening. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please take a moment and leave a review on iTunes or whatever platform you download your podcast from. Also, please subscribe and share this episode with a friend. Make today your best day. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.